In this video, I'm going to be talking about some of the tips for writing better HMP or progress notes. Um, and so the first thing that I'm going to be talking about is actually the history. And this is primarily going to be targeted towards people who are just starting off. So when I was just starting off writing HMP notes, I always wondered, how do you know what's important? How do you know, especially in the history, how do you know what to put? And the answer is you won't. In the beginning, it's going to be very long. It's going to be very wordy and overly detailed. And you're going to be putting in a lot of details within the history that probably aren't going to be important, but that's okay. That's okay. You, you just have to start off with somewhere. But the thing is, you need to try to tell a story as best as possible. I think for me, I always had trouble trying to sound also in speaking in, in terms of my presentations, but also in writing. It was a very similar problem of how do I know how to actually deliver this history? And the way that I was taught was you just have to tell a story. And probably the easiest way and the most fail-proof way is just to go chronologically. Talk about the symptoms through time. And that'll be much more easy to follow as a listener if you're just going through a very stepwise time. Start off with the oldest event and then work your way forward um, and lead them into a direction. And honestly, just tell a story. But also include details that will both support your diagnosis as well as not support other diagnosis. And it's okay if you ask questions to your patient that really gave no value to your history, it's okay to leave that out when you're writing a note. You don't have to include every single question that you ask them if it's not important, right? I know everybody, when they ask their history, they go through the entire review system, the entire everything when they are first starting out. And in reality, that's not what you're going to be doing later on, but you don't have to include every single question that has nothing to do with their current problem. The next thing, and probably most importantly, is you're going to get better over time. The more you practice, the more you write, the better you'll get. That's, to be honest, that's the only thing that will improve your note writing. But the thing is, you have to start early. You have to start as early as possible so that by the time it comes to third year, when you're actually getting graded for the notes that you're writing, then it's going to be a lot easier. And in addition to that, just writing notes isn't going to be help you to get better, but you also have to get feedback. I know it's very uncomfortable to get feedback on the notes that you're writing, and often times it takes away time from your attending and things like that but it's it's good to get feedback as much as possible so you know if you're doing something right and you can continue doing that if you're not doing something right then you don't continue doing that and I think that one good way to acquire feedback is to always write notes for your residents or your interns that you're working with because at least for most hospitals if you write a note as a medical student or whatever type of student you are another person who's actually an employee there they will have to write in addition to that so then you can kind of compare notes even if you're not able to physically ask them, I think it's always better to get personal feedback. But if not, you can at least read their note and be able to compare, well, okay, so they didn't include this for that reason. They included something else for this reason and kind of go from there. The next thing is going to be knowing your audience. I think that on every single rotation that you're going to be going on, you're going to be writing different style of notes. If you wrote the same type of note for every single rotation, it's actually not going to be very good. So for medicine, I think this is the most standard one where you really have to explain what you're thinking, explain your reasoning. And it's something that's going to be a pretty lengthy in comparison to if we say something like surgery, it's very concise. You're not really explaining what your reasoning is, you're more explaining what you're doing. And 
And this is honestly not going to be a place where people are going to be grading you on your notes. Whereas in medicine, you're really being graded on your notes. In surgery, they just need someone to do the work. If you can do the work and you can write as many notes as you can and be coherent and concise in there, this is also including your presentations as well, then you're going to be considered useful. Psych is, is also another one that I just want to throw out there. It's just different than the rest where you're writing like a story and you're writing a novel. It's the only note that I could swear in. And I really thought that was kind of fun to, to write these psychiatry notes because I was working in the PICU, in the in psychiatric ICU. And then some of the best notes that you're going to read is going to be from specialists. So when you're on your medicine rotation or even when you're on any rotation, definitely read the notes that are written by specialists because they know how to write good notes because they don't have time. They're very concise, but they also are essentially they're designed for the exact purpose of a note. Before, the, the reason why we write notes, now it's because of billing, because of you don't want to get sued and all of this. But before, the reason why you wrote notes was one for yourself so that in the future, if you saw the patient again, you would know what you did and kind of what your reasoning was. But also, very importantly, you had to write these notes for other people to read so that they could kind of base off of their plan, based off of your recommendations. And so that's why I think specialists write extremely, extremely good notes. And this is something you should try to emulate. So I think another important fact is sticking to some type of script. And this goes in a variety of ways. One is that you have to write in the order that you were taught. There's a very specific template that you write notes in as well as give presentations in and you can't just rearrange things. You have to stick to that order. In addition, you should have around templates. You should try to, as best as possible, try to utilize templates because I think that they always recommend not to do that. But when you're first starting off, I think that templates are crucial because how do you know where even to start? Your note's going to sound like garbage if you're not using some type of template. Specifically, the areas where the template can be most helpful is the physical exam and the review systems. That's where you can sound like you actually know what a physical exam should be conducted in, as well as a review of systems. And it's good because a lot of EMRs, they have just these dot phrases that you can utilize for a normal or even an abnormal physical exam. But if you don't, I think that if you don't have these EMRs or your, your hospital doesn't use those EMRs, then definitely save it on your account. Save it on a Word document so you can just copy and paste. I always had a Word document open uh, where I had a normal physical exam, normal review system, and I'll just copy it over and then change accordingly. I think in addition to these templates that you use, you should also have some sort of template that you use for interviews. So when you're taking notes while you're interviewing something, you should write it in a certain template. It'll make your interviewing skills much more effective, and then you can utilize that for presentations and so on and so forth. You can use whatever templates you, you want, either your own template that you've made or templates that have been passed down we have some templates for you both as in the form of a notebook, but also we have free templates on our website as well. And we'll link that down in the description below. The next thing is going to be the assessment and plan. And I think this is important because besides the history, this was one of the things that I had the most trouble writing. And I think that in all honesty, the best at first time advice is just to look at another assessment and plan. These patients probably are not, you're not going to see them for the first time unless you're dealing with a very new patient or a very young patient or something like that. Chances are they're going to have some type of note on them before. Look at their assessment and plan from before and use that as a frame framework. Obviously change and figure out what's accurate and not accurate, but you should see what type of framework they have used in the past and kind of use that for your own. 
and just adjust it based off of what the reason why they're coming in. But I think that in addition to that, if you can't find one, you should also have just a framework for yourself. Typically what I would use was pretty much what I'm writing right here. You have some aged male or female with a past medical history of whatever who presents with and then present their symptoms, just a few adjectives for that. And then it's most consistent with, and then you say what it's most consistent with, you support it. And then you also talk about other things that you're considering and, and why these, those may be lower on your differentials. You're actually giving your entire reasoning. I think that after that, once you actually talk about the plan, that's when you should start problem listing. That's that's how you become organized. I know problem listing may sound kind of weird, like, oh, why am I separating all these different problems when they're so related? Like, I'm, I'm separating their electrolyte abnormalities in addition to their renal disease, in addition to like all these other things that seem somewhat related. When you talk about things as a whole, I, once you get more familiar with, with writing notes, it'll be fine and you could do that. But initially, you should try to problem this as much as possible. Try to make it as um, spread out as possible in terms of explaining your logic. I think it's important not only because it helps people follow your logic much easier when you kind of separate everything by different either systems or also different problems. But also, unfortunately, this is how you're being graded, right? So if you are just writing very poor notes and you're, you're not being organized in them and you're not really explaining your logic, then they're going to think you don't really know why it is that we're doing what we're doing. But if you can actually write down and actually explain all of your logic, I think it's extremely effective and important. Unfortunately, during third year, especially on your medicine rotation, what you're going to be graded on is going to be on your presentations and on your note writing. Everything else is kind of standard. Everybody does the same job on everything else, but for some odd reason, they're able to grade you based off of your notes as well as your presentation. So just make sure those two are, are on point. And so this is one way to improve on that. And the last thing that I alluded to before is that especially early on, you got to copy people. You got to figure out not only if there's other notes on your patient and try to take advantage, for example, like the assessment that one liner, take that one liner, make it your own and, and make sure it's accurate and add their own details for why they're in here today. But use these as templates, even if it's not your patient, if it's a, another note that you read from, let's say a consult note, and you're like, oh, I really like the way that they phrase that. I, I like their one liner that they use or wh whatever it may be. And it's not even your patient. Just keep that in the back of your mind. People have been writing notes for a long period of time, especially when you're first starting off. You got to use something as an example and find out what works for them. What did you like about their note and try to copy them? Uh, write down phrases, write down frameworks and, and different types of formatting that you have seen that work well, because you'll be able to tell when somebody wrote a good note and when somebody wrote a bad note. One thing that I want to comment on to just kind of give you a word of caution is that if you're basing it off of what year they are, for example, they're a resident or they're an intern or they are an attending, that's not necessarily a good determinant of a good note versus a bad note because these residents, these interns are very busy and attendings have a lot of experience so they can get away with writing less. So you have to kind of just don't take their actual level, their year level of training as a good or bad note. Definitely you will find out what are good notes and you'll know what are, what are not so good notes. Be sure to check out our website, medicalbasics.com, for more educational resources like our H&P Notebook. And don't forget to follow us here or on YouTube for more tips and lessons.